Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Well, 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 we are live, and what a great weekend we just had celebrating Father's Day, and we're going to have Peter on to talk about his Father's Day experience. Andrea, how was your weekend celebrating Father's Day? Well, it was a very busy weekend, and it went really, really, really well, so thank you very much. <laughs> well, you were you were touring the country, and so I know you were doing a lot of big events, and I think three of them since last time we were on the air together, so why don't you share, give some shout-outs about those events. I was trying to remember where all I've been. Uh, yeah, so you guys can, I have Peter Vexelman already on the camera with us today too, uh, because uh, he's instrumental in uh, some of the, you know, things and connections that I was there making for different people, as well as um, uh, the people who actually were hosting us there. So uh, the first one I was at this weekend was uh, Tim Clune, uh, TK. He had us at the Celebrity Softball Game. That's the veterans game in the Celebrity Softball Game. And I met about, I think I photographed about 80 different celebrities and veterans, um, people who've done amazing things, who've lost, uh, you know, limbs and, uh, you know, suffered a lot of crazy things because of uh, injuries uh, due to war and war times. And uh, then to the wonderful celebrities, um, everybody from Eli uh, Ezekiel Elliott, who plays for Dallas Cowboys, to... Um, Oh, I can't remember his name right now. One of the, is it Grabowski? Who, who's, who's, a, who's a guy who knows about World Series here? Uh, the oldest brother. I met him and had a lot of fun with him. And oh, it just was really, really fun. You could tell I don't know as much about athletics. <laughs> <laughs> who's playing what sport, but it was really, really great adventure. And then after that event, then I headed to Excellent Cultures training with Steve Gandora and John Robertson. And wow, what an amazing group of very high level corporate people out changing the world with the things that they did. We talked a lot about neuroplasticity. I got a lot of recognition at that with all the knowledge that I know about what we do with the Keep Smiling movement and neuroplasticity. So it was extremely valuable and uh, met some key people that are going to benefit both you, Ken, and for Peter uh, coming up here in the future, because these are great contacts to, for people who are really game changers. Well, first of all, I appreciate Peter being um, keeping his excitement down in a couple of these things. So thank you for that, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're we're going to bring you on real soon, but I wanted to acknowledge Tim Mai for uh, creating the event, Hero Event, because not only did we meet you, but we met probably at least a dozen people that could change anyone's life if they met them. So very excited to have you on the show. And um, you are a father of three. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, make sure that Andre gives a proper uh, introduction to you. And then we're going to talk first about fatherhood. <laughs> All right, uh, just a second, I will do that. So uh, I want to thank our sponsors as well. That's the Umbrella Syndicate, Perfect Publishing, the Red Carpet Connection, Voice America Influencers Channel, the emffix.com, mymakeuplady.com, Lynn Benavides, 
And uh, of course, uh, we want you to remember the Keep Smiling movement, the keepsmilingmovement.com, our charity of choice, the 501c3, dedicated to saving lives through smiles by creating a dose of hope. And we have Peter Vexelman, as promised. He is uh, nationally recognized as an authority in real estate. He has uh, done over $3,500 in real estate deals. From what I hear, it's over $356 million in uh, processing for all of those. His team, uh, by the way, superb customer service. They actively invest personally with you and with their partners in multiple deals every month. They lead you. Uh, they're a passionate group of real estate agents, negotiators, marketers from coast to coast. That's who they lead. People who are amazing, doing amazing things in the world. He has a beautiful story about how he pulls all of his other business deals together to be able to create this so people's lives are changed. You can find more about Peter on the web at www.partnerdriven.com. Check him out on TikTok. He has over seven, well, I think it's 756,000 followers. Instagram, over 100,000 growing every day. Thank you so much, Peter, for being here. And yes, we did meet you with uh, Tim Mai's event at Hero down in Key West. And we're so pleased to have you here. Great to be here. Pleasure is all mine. <laughs> well, I will say that with that audio equipment, it is very apparent that one, you are in a lot of shows and you have a voice for this. So very cool. So how often are you using that mic to be on shows? Gosh, it's hard to say, but usually one way or another through a podcast and interview, sometimes it's even through my own organization, I get on here or utilize this, you know, three to four to five times a week at least. And uh, so we can get a shout out to this wonderful technology and maybe even I might put it on my birthday or holiday list. What is that particular mic? I have no idea. This is why I have the <laughs> This is why I have the right people around me. They just show up, put it together, and I'm um, actually in my place downtown in, in Atlanta. So they showed up, put it together, left, told me, hit this button to turn it on, turn it off this way, and that's all I know. Well, that, that is uh, the proof that you are surrounding yourself with talented people because it sounds fantastic. I, Thank you. I wanted to ask you about the Hero event. What, when did you hear about it? How did you hear about it? Uh, what made you go? Well, gosh, I've known Tim Mai, who obviously sponsors it and puts it on for years, well over a decade. Um, he and I were in a couple of meetings together. Then he invited me to one of his private masterminds long, long time ago. He's not even doing what he was doing back then. Um, and then he and I off and on stayed in touch. You know, he's got a, a, I got a, a tremendous amount of respect of what he's done both in this space, the info space, the real estate space, and various other things. And... Um, Gosh, he just called me one day and he and I were chatting. I'm not a big, big seminar guy. I don't go to a lot of masterminds. And um, he and I talked and he just told me about the quality. Really, for me, it's the quality of people that show up. That's, that's how I determine if I show up. Um, and uh, he just mentioned some names and I thought it'd be a great place to go. And uh, who wouldn't want to enjoy the location we were at uh, during summertime, right? Exactly. I, I would deem you of all the people that were there. I guess it was about 100 people, if, I'm, if my memory serves me correctly. But I would deem you the, the poker player. You're, you're the person that is analyzing, taking everything in. And I did not know really much about you. But on the third day, you sure showed up uh, because that was the day that Sean Callagy gave an opportunity for people to really step up and contribute. And that was really a magical moment. And I just, I just wanted to share with you that I was very moved and inspired by you. And I think that the Dose of Hope book is an opportunity for you not only to share your story, but to inspire others to do the same thing. Because that, that choked you up a bit. I'd like you to, if you wouldn't mind, share that experience with the audience. 
Sure. You know, you know, obviously it was a great mastermind with a lot of top, top talent there. Um, and, uh, you know, somewhere towards the middle of the event, uh, they held a, a fundraiser uh, that was headed up by Sean, but there was, um, you know, I'll be honest with you. It was, it was it's always, it, it felt nice to give, but uh, there was a lot of great perks that came with that giving that we're now actually capitalizing on. So anytime you can give back and, you know, you could help some people, but also along the way, uh, gain tremendous uh, opportunities to work with other people that's taking place right now. You know, you can, uh, you could always count me in. I, I wasn't going to lose that one, even though Sean was bidding against himself. I was able to put in a kibosh to that and uh, um, made it happen. Well, I really like that you acknowledge that this wasn't just a contribution move. It was actually a, it was a, a move to make a difference. It was a move also to connect with other opportunities. And, you know, that's a great way to raise lots of money is connect people that want to give services that are going to all benefit. And then you have this explosive, I think they raised like, I don't know, $400,000 or more. Um, and it was just very magical. And I saw you and I saw Leo Chun and a couple other people just really uh, get out of their comfort zone. And so that was an indication that we were playing really big, I thought. And it wasn't because of the money. It was because of actually stepping into not being that person that normally goes and says, I want to actually participate. So I just wanted to bring that up briefly. So I I wanted to share too, it's having worked with Peter, Peter's one of my clients. So in full transparency here, Uh, but his integrity with his company, um, I, when I saw him on stage do that and and I had said to him about, you know, giving and so forth, uh, you, Peter, you were like, yeah, you know, you didn't see yourself as a giver. And every time I meet anybody who's worked with you or talked with your team, you are a giver every day, but I guess because you see that you get a benefit out of it, maybe you don't see yourself as a giver. And that, that, and that integrity of you to tell everybody right away, hey, I received something for that gift as well as it being a gift. Uh, to me, that just, that just allowed you to shine. That makes you someone really easy to work for because your integrity is just spot on. Thank you. And, I appreciate that. Thank you. And by the way, Peter, I, would, I don't think it's 100%, but it's pretty damn close to 100% of people that do give do get something back. They either get you know, a tax write-off, they get other perks, they get in-kind sponsorship, they get all kinds of publicity. Sure. Yeah. Um, so we're always getting something. But you know, when you put that kind of money up, you're, you're making a difference for the cause. And that was the reason that people needed to step up. And you did. And you were one of the big, I think, of all the people. You were one of the top two or three people that stepped up. And so I just wanted to acknowledge you on the show Thank because it, it is something that you can be proud of because you could have gone a lot lower <laughs> and <laughs> played a lot smaller. So, um, so that's that. So let's, uh, I understand you have uh, three children. Is that correct? I do. Three teenagers. Three teenagers. Boys, girls. Uh, daughter, 21 almost. I got a 21, almost 20, and almost 18. Well, I know that we'll never know, but if you ever have a future child, I'd like to put my bid in for being the godfather. Okay, I just want to. <laughs> I just want to say. I thought I'd show Ken's book too. I just was reading this uh, last night. A father-son bond for building a legacy. Uh, it just was a really nice tribute that Ken did for his little boy uh, when he was three. And because I have such a great, since I have such a great child and he's now eight and he's got, he just had his fifth book come out, Peter, fifth book. And that's exactly what he looks like, by the way. He looks like a cartoon. Okay. Um, <laughs> Having seen all that, you are now officially will be the, the godfather since you make these amazing kids and sounds like you got it all figured out. Then yes, you could do it. 
Well, thank you. And I was going to say, you probably would throw the gauntlet at me and say, hey, if you have such a great kid, then have another. And, and I can do this through it right back at you. If, if you have three kids and they love you so much, you go ahead and have another. So if, if I have another, I'm going to consider you for Godfather. If you have another, you consider me for God. I love How it. about that? <laughs> at least we got that figured out. So, um, so since it is uh, a Father's Day acknowledgement and weekend and celebration of what it is to be a father. Um, first of all, how was it? What was it? What did they do for you? How was it special? No, it was great. We actually spend the weekend at the lake house. Uh, my kids are kind of scattered all over the place now. Um, so it was, it's, I connect with my kids. I try to connect with kids on a, on a, on a daily basis, whether it's through phone text. Sometimes we, uh, I'm actually, as soon as we're done talking here, I'm on my way to pick up one of my boys and uh, we're heading out to lunch. He and I usually get together for lunch two to four times. So I'll tell you, we're not necessarily big, big holiday people, but we're big, big relationship people. And, you know, I try not to reserve special things for holidays, try to make them possible, you know, Mm -hmm. as much as possible. But, you know, and well, I think you said yours is eight, but, you know, when they get into the college age years, they, they try to... They, they, they try to do their own thing. They try to, it's funny. My kids uh, don't do anything I do. And like, they make a show of telling me they don't do what I do that because it's uncool, but it is so cool because um, I think one of you guys mentioned social media on social media. You could see who's tracking you and who's following you. And so, although my kids, if they were on here would probably tell you that what I do is not the coolest thing. Every single one of them tracks me and follows me. And, and, and I know behind the scenes does think it's pretty cool. <laughs> Well, given given their age, Peter, I will say that when I was their age, I noticed my dad got smarter every year until I until I graduated college and he got really super, super smart. So you're going to get a lot smarter and a lot cooler as they get through the college years because they're going to start realizing <laughs> that what you're doing actually uh, is not only cool, but it'll lead to a life of abundance and it'll probably answer a lot of problems they have in life. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a natural transition. It's yes. not one to be taken personally. It's one to be embraced. And you know, the keys with the key with kids, you never want to stop talking to them. That's the key. Even when you don't think they're listening, you got to keep talking. That's, that's great <laughs> advice. So um, going one step above you. So I, I was able to, I'm K2 by the way. So that means Ken Jr. Yeah. And my son is K3. My dad is obviously K1. So we got together for Father's Day and it was wonderful because it's rare actually that we do get to all three, get a photo together. And actually we didn't get the photo, but we got to eat together. So um, how about your dad? What's, what's your dad like? My dad's right downstairs here. I'm in my fourth floor office. We moved my dad in about a year, year and a half ago. Matter of fact, yesterday, that's how we finished off Father's Day. We uh, came here from the lake house. This is my in-town place. And we, uh, uh, my wife and I and my dad, we went out to dinner. And um, um, so, yeah, my dad's all good. He lives with us here. He's got his own private place. And uh, it's really, really, I've always been close to my dad. My dad, a um, little bit on the sick side now, but but uh, before that, I mean, he and I would, before he lived with us, you know, he and I would meet three to five times a week, literally have lunch and, and dinner. People people knew us everywhere. Like we're the, we're the, we're the guys that hung out all the time. Well, because fatherhood is not just important to me and I want my son to know it, it is, I've written a couple of books about it. We're going to get off this topic soon, but I did want to have you share what you'd like to acknowledge about your dad, i.e. what you learned from him and um, why, why his uh, fatherhood role made a difference in your life. Well, I'll tell you, from the day, uh, from the time I, I could remember till, you know, really till the time he started getting sick, um, he's the biggest cheerleader I've ever had. Uh, to him, it was not as important to what I was doing, was that, that I was doing and I was participating. And whether it's, 
I was messing things up or whether I was winning at the highest levels, whether I was in a playing ball somewhere or, you know, doing some businesses, he was always there. He always supported me. It both, actually both he and my mom, uh, he always encouraged me. And I truly, truly understood through that, that, that truly, truly, truly ultimate love, um, what it means to be a father and uh, what it means to be a great parent. But my dad has been always my biggest fan, always, always has been my biggest fan for, from the time, like I said, I can remember. And he, that was a big lesson he taught me of how to be with my kids also. Yeah, I think you either have a father like the one you have that teaches you how to be a great father and you become one, or you have a father that teaches you not to, the way not to do it, and you say, there's no way. <laughs> I yeah. want to be like, if, if, yeah. Yep. So um, I want to actually uh, move into your story, and then we're going to close out the uh, first segment, then we're going to go more into your gold nuggets, what you do, how you, uh, how you create abundance and solve problems for people. So the first part of the segment that we'll kind of rock out for the next 10 minutes is Tell where you're born, what, uh, what your childhood was like. What in your childhood caused you to be who, your day, who you are today? We'll start with that. Well, actually born, I was born in the Soviet Union. Uh, I moved out of there pretty quick. I was born in Moscow until, you know, I wasn't even 10, that we immigrated. And it was in the middle of the Cold War, so the process was extremely difficult. I really don't remember too much about it back then in the 70s. It was obviously a third world country. There was nothing glamorous the way it is now. You know, Moscow, we were just there a year or so ago. It is, it is like a first rate city. I'd mm-hmm. put it almost above Manhattan. Back then, it was literally a third world country. I remember nothing about it. Matter of fact, it was uh, such a pretty crappy place to live that the only time I actually knew we were leaving it, we were actually already on the plane because everything had to be hush hush, secret. So that was the first time my parents even told me when we were actually boarded some plane that we we're never coming back. Um, anyway, came here in the United States. You know, it's like bringing a kid from Taliban here today, right? Like back then, we're in the middle of Cold War and, you know, here's a Russian kid. And um, so I had my own set of challenges, didn't know a single language. My parents did the smartest, one of the smartest things they did. They said, we're in America, so we're going to be Americans. They didn't associate me with the immigrant world at all. They just put me inside the school system literally the first day we got here. You know, I had some normal challenges along the way. But then I realized something about myself. I realized I had a little skill set, and that skill set was athletics. Um, And uh, it it was through athletics that I became to be accepted um, to a certain degree. You know, I, uh, uh, and I really rode those athletics out all the way through, you know, college years and college days. Um, I learned something important during that time that I've been trying to impart upon my kids so early uh, at early ages. I also learned I had a couple of gifts in life outside of athletics, because obviously most people are not going to capitalize on their athletic gifts. I learned around 10 or 11 that I had a gift for sales. You know, I was the kid knocking on doors, you know, selling t-shirts. I was the guy pounding phones at night, selling magazines. And, um, you know, and, and I, and I, and I, you know, I had that gift all the way through my whole life. But the interesting thing, it was not until I was in my 30s that I realized I had a gift. You know, up to that point, it was just a common thing. And that's one of the things, you know, I, I, I try to do with my kids now is I think all the kids we have, um, they all have certain gifts. And part of our responsibility as a parent is to find identify those gifts. You know, had somebody strategically steered me in the direction of sales, people involvement, communications, you know, at an early age, instead of me fumbling around till I was in my mid-30s, I think I would have achieved a lot more, a lot quicker than I have. Um, But, you know, overall, I had an amazing, amazing uh, childhood. As I already mentioned, my parents were always there for me, always supported me. Uh, My parents were... um, 
very different than I am. You know, my parents uh, are both PhDs, world-renowned scientists. My mom designed nuclear power plants. My dad was the top uh, engineer in the world when he retired. And the funny story along the way as I was growing up is that when my parents would go to teachers' conferences, they would be shocked. They couldn't believe it because I literally was the worst kid in school. Um, matter of fact, when I graduated, finally graduated college, the, the semester I graduated, if I would have gotten one letter grade lower, I wouldn't even graduate it. And that was actually an incredibly important thing that happened to me, not back then, but looking back at my my life, because back then, not only was I not able to secure a job out of school, I wasn't even able to get an interview. So, with all my friends were rocking it out, getting these incredible jobs and, you know, accounting firms, law firms, whatever they wanted to be, I couldn't even get an interview. And that forced me down the pathway that now, you know, uh, almost 30 years down the road, I have ended up. Uh, what that forced me is then to get into my own thing, my own business, mm-hmm. do my own thing. You know, I so so and that spanned the globe. You know, I ran an insurance agency, ran a, a um, I ran a, a vending business that I ended up flipping and selling to a lot, fairly large company. Uh, I started this company from scratch, and within you know three years later, had franchised it into fifteen different states. Uh, I ran one of the largest, ultimately became the largest mobile home dealership uh, here in the state of Georgia. And then ultimately, just kind of by accident, literally by accident, ended up in real estate. And, you know, here I am 20 some years later as a kind of I call myself a veteran at this point. But, um, you know, so I had two things going. I had incredible parents that always supported me. And I had a no quit attitude all the way through everything I did because I had to fight for everything myself. You know, there's a lot of problems that come with having jobs, but I could tell you there's a lot of problems come with having your own businesses your whole life. And so, I, I learned to be a scrapper. I learned to be a fighter. Um, you know, again, learn to- Literally? Sleep. Literally or mentally or both? Not literally. Never, ever in my life have I been uh, in an actual fight. But well, I learned to fight for what I believe in. And I learned to fight for, for, for making things happen. And like I said, and by the way, at, when I got in the real estate business 20 some years ago, I had incredible amount of challenges. Pretty much made myself homeless because of this. Did make myself homeless because at that point I had a very- bad attitude about things. I thought I had figured a lot of things out and I really didn't. And so within six months, I lost everything I had. And then I borrowed some more people's money to lose their money. Cause I figure if I'm losing, we're all going to lose. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and, it, and well, it literally took me three years in this business to get to zero. Like for the first three years, I could have worked at McDonald's and made more money. But uh, again, 20 years later, you know, and thousands of real estate deals. Well, later, you've just, you've just indicated the importance of you being in the dose of hope book. Because that is a story of inspiration, not giving up, not quitting, having perseverance, being a scrapper, as you say. So we're going to do a modified rapid fire. Rapid fire at the end of our show is when we ask a quick question, you give a quick answer. But we're going to make it a little bit longer than a quick answer. But I have a bunch of questions I want to close this segment out with, okay? So you'll just do shorter answers for this particular part, and then we'll go into the, the, I guess, the gold nuggets of what you do, okay, for the second segment. So first of all, I just want to say I've been to Moscow, and I've heard the difference of what it was like before it got built up because you could go into a shop and not see anything but a couple things on the shelf, and it was that's the way it was, and no souvenirs to take home. So um, first and foremost, I wanted to – Andrea is going to have a couple questions too, but I wanted to ask you, do you think there's a relationship with being great in sports and being a great entrepreneur or a great salesperson? Yeah, absolutely. You know, some of the I same skill sets that you need in one, you also need in the other. 
Did what did you do or learn besides sports, i.e., read a book or have someone teach you the sales stuff? I mean, how did you pick that up or learn it so quickly? No, I think there's certain things in life you learn. There's certain things in life you're born with. I think sales is one of those things you're born with. You could get better, you can get stronger, you can get more articulate. But I think when it comes to certain things like you know, being a basketball player. You got to have certain kind of talent. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to just work your way in an NBA court. I think sales is one of those. And so I I had it when I was born. What do you think uh, was the number one thing as a kid that caused you to be successful with your sales? I was a loner. I was a loner. I didn't have a ton of friends, didn't have a ton of contacts. Again, I was a little bit ostracized because of the country I came from. Mm-hmm. Sales is one of those things, you know, I had a little talent and I was able to showcase it. I didn't need a bunch of people around me. You don't really have an accent, so you really uh, adopted the English language without any dicta- uh, I can't detect anything that is uh, Eastern Bloc or Russian. So that, that has to have helped you with uh, the sales a little bit. Am I right? That you I don't have- know if having an accent would be a detriment to someone, but I don't have an accent just because I came here. I was so young. If, usually, if you have kids and if you want to teach them a foreign language, they say the magic age is about 13 from the time you have accents to the time you don't. Okay. And uh, you said you accidentally uh, fell into uh, real estate. What was, that? what was that accident? Well, I initially fell into mobile homes by accident. I had sold all my franchises. Somebody gave me a book by Lonnie Scruggs. I read it, thought it was the most amazing thing ever. Called them, went to see him. Three years later, you know, we had the largest brokership in Georgia. Then the bottom fell out of financing for mobile homes. So we had to figure it out. And so I just thought real estate was the next transition, you know, mobile Mm -hmm. homes, real estate. And so I jumped in and I realized very quickly within six months, real estate investing and mobile home investing are two different businesses. Well, I'm going to have Andrea finish the uh, segment with a question and take us out with the sponsors. So we only have about three minutes till we go on break. So keep your answer to fit into this. So obviously, you know, you told us you use other people's money, spent it too. So you've had challenges as a teenager, that challenge. So what was the catalyst to turn that so that you could get that smile back on your face and pay everybody back in yourself? Time. I mean, you know, I was willing to put the time in three years of basically just hustling, not making anything, literally zero. And just I was just I just outlasted everyone else is really what happened. Mm. And what, what sport were you in? Oh, what sport was I in? Huh? Uh, I played multiplayed hockey. I had an invitation tryout for our national soccer team. I had a scholarship for tennis. Um, um, so hockey, tennis, and soccer were my three main sports. I thought you were going to say cross country or something that requires no. endurance. But <laughs> no. all right. Well, Andrea is going to give us the, uh, the sponsor love, and then we're going to go to break. We'll be back and pick your brain on how to actually do it the right way. Thank you again to our sponsors, bees.social, B-E-E-S dot social, the crypto literacy program changing the world, and m2.cash, the new cryptocurrency that will be changing your future. Also, the Umbrella Syndicate, the Red Carpet Connection, Perfect Publishing, Big Events USA, Voice America Influencers Channel, the emffix.com, mymakeuplady.com, Lynn Benavides. And of course, please, a big love and um, send any donations to help create smiles for other people to the, uh, the keep smiling movement.com, the keep smiling movement.com, 501c3, dedicated to saving lives by creating smiles through a dose of hope. 
Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Oh, you never know who's on the other side of the mic until you ask some personal questions. So, Peter, what a, what a great first segment. I feel like I got to know you and... I now feel more qualified to be that godfather, so I'm really excited. <laughs> um, I actually had to step away because you actually are as in, you're way more inspiring, honestly, than you sh- like to show with your subtle energy. <laughs> but you are quite you're quite the guy. You're the guy to bet on. So I wanted to show you the product. This is a dose of hope. Okay. And DOSE stands for dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins. Obviously, the chemicals God gives us when we're excited, we're winning, we're in love, we're about to kiss, all that stuff. But look, 800 pages. Mm -hmm. We now have three of them. And your friends, Dolph DeRus, Chris Crone, um, Henry Washington. Uh, We have about uh, Leo Chun. We have about seven or eight. And uh, we would certainly love Andrew to schlag. Ha- mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. So we'd love to have your story added to this. And the idea is this is being given away to people that either need hope or know people that need hope. And it's, it's our, our intention is for the 500 authors to give it out to everyone they know, which would be clearly over 10 million people. And people say, well, where's the monetization there? And I think you'll agree that if you inspire people, it comes back to you. So um, we're, we, we, we know that all the people buying into this is a compliment by itself. So I wanted to extend this to you and say formally, we'd love to have you as part of the dose of hope yeah that'd be great appreciate it thank you my pleasure so andrea has gotten to know you a lot better uh, because she is working with you and i wanted to make sure the second segment was guided a little more in the questions that were pertinent to the audience getting value but also that you're uh, we're showing your um strong suits so i i'm going to yield right now just for a couple questions to have andrea ask some key questions we want to cover yeah, so Peter, to get people started with understanding your how your whole business model works, we briefly tell them about like your three separate businesses and how you pulled that together and why that was so impactful to really help people in real estate uh, change their lives and create income for themselves and, and the customer service value that you guys have put on that. Well, my investing career, as I mentioned, spans, you know, well over two decades. And for most of that time, I did what most investors do. It's like, you find a deal, you do a deal. I did it very successfully, you know, to a tune of thousands of real estate deals. Um, then I started expanding that model from, a, from just doing our own stuff. We set up offices in Jacksonville. We set up about 17 locations across the United States. 
you know, all the way to, gosh, yeah, all the way to California, all the way to the West Coast. But like anything else, when you get to a certain level of success, the goal is not to slow down or not to kick back. The goal is to figure out how do you get to those next levels. I was trying to figure out how do you, how do you get to the next levels? And, uh, you know, how do you, instead of staying in 17 markets across the United States and doing deals, how do you get into the whole United States? And that was where years ago, this whole model, partner-driven model was conceived. We basically made a decision that we're going to start working with everyday people across the United States and we're going to help them put real estate deals together. You know, we're going to help them by coaching them. We're going to do a lot of things for them. The biggest thing back then was I was giving them all the money to close these deals. And then we sell them, we split the profits down the middle. And it's an idea that makes all the sense in the world, very logical, but there was probably a reason nobody did it before I did it at the national level. It is extremely difficult to execute and so, when I started this, when we started this years back now, first year was an absolute, you know, I love to say success, but it was an absolute disaster. You know, we, we just took a beating. We just, we didn't have all the right places, things in place. Um, Would you mind expanding what, what you, not, not mean by a beating, but what do you, in retrospect, what caused the beating? Well, remember before, although we were doing things nationally with 17 locations, they were our people, our locations, ours, ours, ours trained by us. Then we decided, let's just take everyday people and let's kind of trust them that they know what they're doing, Mm. at least enough at the local level and to execute deals. And so that was the mistake. We didn't have the right checks and balances in place. You know, somebody tells us, oh, I could do construction. We're like, okay, here's 50 grand, go fix it. You know, somebody tells us, you know, well, this is, you know, worth $60,000. Okay, great. We'll do the deal based upon that. The bottom line is, can we just didn't have the right checks and balances in place. But here we are years down the road and partner-driven model is just, it's, we're killing it now. We've done more deals than we ever have with people. And the best way like to describe it now, what we do is we provide, um, we provide what are known as pillars of success to everyday people to allow them to close on real estate investment deals. And we do that by coaching and mentoring them. We, we literally on a daily basis, we coach and mentor all my partners across the United States. And there's literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these partners. Um, we spend money and generate leads right where they live. So we know what the right deals are coming in. We provide them absolutely the top of the line technology as it comes to real estate investing. Obviously, I still provide all the capital to them to close on deals and to fix them. By the way, if something ever goes wrong, and guess what? In real estate, things still go wrong. Even after two decades, I assume all the liability. And then we put the properties in the market, sell them, split the profits down the middle 50-50. And that is the partner-driven model. And so all my deals now are no longer the way we used to do them, kind of find our own deal, do our own deal. we left that model behind. We're all in with our people across the United States. So, 100% of all the deals that I participate in now are with our partners across the United States. And how many partners do you have roughly? Probably right a tad under 700. And your partners are responsible for finding the deal because you're financing. It wouldn't make sense that you're finding the deal and financing. So, they're- Well, no, we're helping with that. We generate leads for our partners. I mean, we do literally 90% of the work. I mean, if somebody that the 10% they do is critical, the boots on the ground, checking things out and all that, make no mistake about it. But we put such tight parameters in here, you know, such make sure that everything is done correct. We even get involved in finding these deals by helping them identify motivated sellers right in their marketplace. I think this might be the $100,000 question, but you can tell me what does constitute a good deal? How do you find a deal? It's all numbers driven, 100% numbers driven. You know, it, the, the, it's not a location. It's not a type of structure. You know, it's not how small, it's not how big, it's not how many bedrooms it has. Not all the things that people think about. It is 100% all numbers driven 
no matter what technique or strategy you do, it's always number driven. And it all comes down to the kind of equity that's involved in this deal and the kind of money that could be made. But it's, it's all numbers driven. It's all percentages driven. Have you written a book about this? No. Desire? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. So, uh, I'm guessing it's very proprietary, that, that particular question. What are the numbers that need to, what is the formula? No, that's no, that's, that's not, no. Uh, uh, it's simple. You know, if you do a quick turn, basically you're in and out of a deal. You want to have about a 25% equity. If you're staying a deal for an extended period of time, like if you want to fix, fix it, invest money into it, you want to have about 35 to 40% equity, but, but there are some, you know, it's in real estate, nothing's necessarily black and white. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes there are some extenuating circumstances that move that dial. But, you know, as, as from a stand, you know, kind of a overview that that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, anything in life, including being at a blackjack table, uh, has to do with knowing the numbers, knowing the percentages. And if you don't know them, you probably will lose more than the person who does know them. So yeah, I would expect the real estate to all be, if you hit these numbers, you're always going to get this. There's still a little risk, but you've minimized that risk. And because you've minimized it, it's it's a good business, right? You got it. That's all. It's exactly what it is. Well, I'm going to turn back over to Andrea for a couple more. Go ahead, Andrea. Well, you know, Peter, when uh, when I share this with people, because I've been very impressed with what you've done, I've been uh, not only as a publicist, you know, because that's my job, but just because I've seen it and because we own real estate, I see the model, how amazing it is. So I'm repeating it all the time. And people literally don't believe me because it sounds too good to be true. So, so help them hear why this is not too good to be true. You know, why do you do it? You know, what? because they don't get what's in it for them and what's in it for you. I do, but I want to hear it from your mouth. Well, it's it, what's in it for us is the same thing. People, I want to do more real estate deals. They want to do more real estate deals. You know, I have experience I bring to the table. I have lead flow I bring to the table. I bring capital to the table. But in the same time, having said all that, real estate is still a local business. It is very difficult to just blindly and aimlessly buy deals across the United States without having some boots on the ground. So for us, for us, even though there's no question we provide the bigger share of what is needed, the, the 10% they provide, the, the eyes on the property, the, the, the number gathering, the due diligence that they help the local people walk through is absolutely critical. So, it's literally, it's a win-win model. It's literally a win-win model um, for people um, from every aspect, uh, every aspect, whether it's a brand new person. I have partners that are absolutely brand new, but I also have some partners that have done a number of deals and they want to figure out how to get to those next levels. And I could show people how to scale their businesses to very high levels. So, if I was in the audience, I would be thinking, where do I find out more information? So, let's just make sure we let our audience know how to find out about who you are, follow you, get on that TikTok, and also go to the website. How, how do people follow you? Sure. Well, if somebody wants to follow me through social media, the place to do that is through Instagram. And that's just, you know, Instagram.com slash Peter Vexelman. So, if somebody wants to see on a daily basis what I do, how I do it, uh, hear more about the partner-driven model, the partner-driven way, that's the best way to follow me. If somebody wants to actually apply to be one of our partners, uh, they just go to our website. And that's www.partnerdriven.com. And there they can, you know, we'll, they'll be taken through the process of how to connect with us and how to apply to be one of our partners. So, what's a question they should be asking themselves to know that they're a good fit? 
Well, it's the usual question of somebody who wants to be successful. You know, are they willing to pay the price of success? Are they willing to put the time, the effort? Are they willing to go through the challenges of success? You know, success does not discriminate against anybody, but make no mistake about it, there are shortcuts to success. And what we are is the ultimate shortcut for anyone that wants to be successful in terms of becoming a, a real estate investor. So, what is a successful partner look like as far as uh, their kind of numbers of success? What, what kind of money, money would they be making income? Well, that's that's up to them. I mean, I, I have partners I that, 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 is, that, that there is no monetary thing that tells me I know what my goals and objectives are, but we have partners who actually don't even do deals with us, but they love the community aspect of what we do. We connect on a daily basis. They love the training we do. They love learning and all this. A lot of our partners, are, they actually do their own deals. They use our leads, our technology, our this, and they do their own deals. And we're totally fine with them because enough people who do partner with us bring, you know, back to us. So it's, um, you know, again, if somebody wants to excel in this industry to whatever level, knowledge, lead flow, capital, understanding things, we're, we're the place for them to be. So, um, I would like to direct the next attention to our, the person who put us together, Andrea, because she not only got me down to Key West to meet lovely people like yourself, but she is a publicist for a lot of uh, successful people or people that want to be a lot more successful. So, uh, why a publicist? Why her? Well, you know, we're at the, you know, my dad's always taught me, you spend half your life building a reputation, you build the other half living off the reputation. And we build a very, very successful investment company. We, we you know, we, we, we developed a great reputation in the space. And now it's time for me to live off of that. It's time for me to get the word out about the message of the partner driven model. You know, it's time to showcase what we do, time to showcase our partners, try to, time to showcase the model to bring on new partners and, you know, what better person than a PR person. And, and so that's how all of this came together. All right, Andrea. Thank you. So um, I want to uh, share, all right, so one of the things I found most exciting about your website and what you do is like you, boom, like you're given from the second people come in. So people can come in with no strings attached to even just look at everything. And then from there, you build um, even further. So tell, tell me about how you build up the system of customer service. What made you decide this is what everybody needs so that they'll be successful? Well, remember, we used to invest across the United States ourselves. We had, we had specific 17 locations, but we understood what the local operators needed. You know, we understood that the, the, the type of handholding that's needed. We understood what things need to be centralized. You know, to this day, there's a lot of things we centralize for all of our partners. So I think really what got us to the point we're at is by going through it ourselves first. You know, we became our own partners in 17 locations. So, although taking, you know, random people is taking it to the next level, but by being our own customers, by being our own, in essence, partners, that's what got us to really, really zero in and what's needed at all the local levels now across the United States to sell, to help facilitate deal flow for our partners. All right. Well, we have uh, had a great show if we were to e even to stop right now, Peter, but we love doing rapid fire. Where we get to ask you questions. We may not have time to go into deeply. So I'll ask you a quick question. Andrea will ask a question, but it's all about volleying that answer back as quick as possible. So I'll start off with, um, since we have hero here, who's your hero? My dad. Your dad. Okay. Andrea? What's the song that you played or, or sing that really get you jazzed up and moving? Ugh. Uh, 
<laughs> you can so, skip. So goofy. <laughs> All right. Um, and what, what book changed your life? Are you, you who, a book? Who Moved My Cheese? Oh, that is a good one. Andrea? Mm, nice. When you were a little kid, what did you want to grow up and be? An athlete. What excites you most now? Getting to the next levels. Okay. Andrea? What, what's on your bucket list? That's the biggest thing. More out of the country travel. Only done it two times my whole life. And oh. I was going to ask you this question, so it may be a finite answer, but uh, your favorite country to visit? Favorite country to revisit? Believe it or not, even though I left it, Russia is something I'd love to visit more of. And you've been to St. Petersburg, I'm assuming? Okay. Just Moscow. Mm. Okay. Uh, Ken's been to 103 countries, by the way, Peter. So, and and I would like to be your personal <laughs> photographer when you go back to Russia, please. <laughs> That's a deal. I've been I've been in this Siberia, believe it or not. Okay, go ahead, Andre. Oh, I was excited thinking about traveling with Peter. Um, <laughs> um, uh, well, uh, Peter, um, you know, Ken always likes to know what everybody's favorite books are. Uh, you know, what what other books besides, you know, like beyond that, is there books outside of the industry that you like? Well, how about who, what book do you actually give to people? Mm. Right here. Books like this. I'm a big Think believer and grow rich. Yeah. I, well, I'm a big believer in self. Uh, you know, you got to work on yourself. There's certain things that you have limitations on, but the ability to grow yourself, work on yourself, I think is one of those. It's, it's the most, in, in my opinion, one of the most gratifying things to do. Agreed. So I, I hope this one lands for you. I'm a big movie buff. What, what movie uh, inspires you? Wolf of Wall Street. That is a good mm. one, isn't it? I just that's a, that's that. the one you watch again and again, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, Andrea? I go, you finish, Ken, because I know we need to get those in for the time. Okay. So I actually would like to do something, Peter, interesting, different. What question would you like to be asked that would help our audience know you better? Look, the reason that I'm here is, the, you know, with Andrea and all this, again, for me, it's, it's about spreading the message. And I will tell you, 22 years ago, if somebody would have told me really what's possible, what's really possible if you were to build the real estate business, the only thing I'd do different is I'd do it, uh, I'd do it all over again. I'd do it quicker. Okay. And so I will tell people that are listening that the real estate industry is an incredibly, incredibly powerful industry. It's got its downside. It's got the thing. But I think the message of partner-driven way of doing things is the most powerful messaging out there in the real estate side. So for anyone that wants to level up in life, for anyone that wants to get into those higher income levels, higher lifestyle uh, levels, I will tell you, I will put what we do at Partner Driven against anything out there. And your mm -hmm. website again? Partnerdriven.com. That is such a good oh, website name. I do and, have another question really quick, Ken, because um, I've been looking at our Keep Smiling movement and what you're doing, Peter, and thinking how, because I've been, I, a long way before meeting you, I wanted to do real estate as a way to fund all of this nonprofit. And uh, I'm introducing him to other nonprofits today about this. You know, how do you see that working? Well, one of, one of our missions here is that as we expand, we have an internal goal of doing a, a, a one deal a day with a different partner, which is extremely difficult to do. Not multiple, but one deal a day with a different partner across the United States. And when we get to that level, which is very, you know, it's, it, the goal is to do it this year, actually. It's a huge undertaking. But once we get there, the goal is then to start taking part of the profits that we're making and start contributing it at the local level. And so then the partner-driven breaks the barriers of just partner-driven us helping people, but then it's us helping people and in turn helping local communities and organizations.
All right, so we're going to finish with two quick questions, and I always like these ones. Who's someone you wish you could meet? Tony Robbins. That's not a bad one. Good. Oh, that'd and then, be easy. What's a quote you live by? Let's kill it. <laughs> Let's kill it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's really cool. Well, Peter, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. You've been amplified. Uh, the show is all about amplifying leaders that are leading with their passion and also causing a difference in the world, solving problems and creating inspiration. So thank you very much for taking this on. We look forward to having your story part of this amazing legacy set of 500 authors. And uh, I can't thank you enough. I appreciate it. Really enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. And thank you to our sponsors. Our featured sponsor sponsor is bees.social, the crypto literacy program changing the world, m2.cash, the cryptocurrency that's going to be changing your future, the Umbrella Syndicate, Perfect Publishing, Big Events USA, the Red Carpet Connection, mymakeuplady.com, Lynn Benavides, the emffix.com, Voice America Influencers Channel, and of course, charity of choice, the keepsmilingmovement.com, a 501c3 dedicated to creating smiles to save lives by creating a dose of hope. All right. So we enjoyed having Peter. If you know somebody that has an inspiring story like Peter, please let us know. And Peter, we do have a rule about this $36,000 gift we're giving you. You do need to pay it forward. So we will look forward to actually hearing from you who the two, three or four people are that inspire you that deserve to have this gift to come into this, uh, this project. And uh, it's called The Dose of Hope. We also have a very interesting book coming out called uh, The Birthday Book. It is 365 pages, 365 heroes. And we are picking these people based on how they are showing up in the world to cause smiles, abundance, and of course, inspiration. So I'm Ken Roshan, Arn Amplified. We look forward to seeing you and hearing from you. Thank you very much. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.